is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Dr. Ashkan Farhadi, a gastroenterologist and director of Memorial Care Medical Group Digestive Disease Center and volunteer faculty at University of California, Irvine. Welcome, Dr. Farhadi. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Now, colorectal cancer is the third most diagnosed cancer and the third leading cause of cancer death in both men and women in the U.S., according to the American Cancer Society. So, Dr. Farhadi, what is colon colorectal cancer, and how common is it in the United States? Well, uh, colon cancer is one of the most common form of cancers, as you mentioned, in men and women in the U.S., and I can say one out of six individuals may encounter this form of cancer throughout their lives. So the good news is, is this is one of the few cancers that we can effectively, uh, you know, find it in earlier stages and have some screening methods. Well, that certainly is good news. What are some of the risk factors for developing colorectal cancer? Yeah, for sure there are... Uh, some uh, genetic backgrounds uh, in some cases that uh, form colon cancer. Uh, it's not uncommon that we see colon cancer uh, clusters in some families, and particularly those families are at increased risk of colon cancer, and we consider them high risk. Mm-hmm. However, the majority of cases of colon cancer, they don't have any background in their family for colon cancer. And that's very important to know that this is not something that only happens in those with some uh, family history. And we uh, know that there are some conditions that predispose us to colon cancer, such as uh, obesity, diabetes. And based on some research, there are some foods uh, that could be potential risk for forming colon cancers, such as fatty foods, um, and sometimes uh, use of too much of animal products and red meat. Uh, But in general, we are not 100% sure what is causing colon cancer, um, you know, besides some genetic factors. Okay, good enough. So let's talk a little bit about screenings. How do screenings and scheduled colonoscopies benefit people in the prevention and early detection of colon disease? Well, uh, as I said, this is one of the few uh, diseases that uh, it could be completely preventable. Uh, There are some, uh, you know, growth in the colon that we call them polyps, that if we detected at this stage, uh, while they are not even cancer and we call them precancerous tissue, we can remove it and prevent this disease. And uh, we typically start screening at age 50. uh, And um, when we do our search, we remove all the suspicious tissues that we think could be pre-cancerous tissue. And by that means, we can halt the process of forming cancer altogether. And do those polyps sometimes return? Uh, that's, that's unfortunately the problem that when we have those tissues, it's not only that tissue, but it's telling us we have a tendency of growing those tissues. 
And that is some alarming that is telling us we have to have more frequent screening in those individuals who have these uh, growths. But typically, even if we don't have any growth in our examination, every 10 years it's suggested that we have a screening done. Uh, The reason for that 10-year interval is we know on average it takes 10 years from earliest stage of the growth to the full-blown colon cancer, and if we do our screening in that interval, we can halt the process and prevent colon cancer. Got it. Now, how frequently and at what age should we start getting screened? Well, uh, typically we start at age 50, mm-hmm. and uh, thereafter, every 10 years, uh, we're repeating the test if there is no growth in the colon. Got it. What are some signs that you may have disease of the colon? Um, this is very important to, uh, you know, understand that I get this question very often that I have no symptoms, I have no blood in stool, I have normal bowel uh, habit. Why should I get colon cancer screening? And that's exactly the time that we want this test to be done because by the time we're having some blood in stool and changes in bowel habit, which are the most common Uh, type of symptoms we encounter in colon cancer, the horse is out of the barn already. We are dealing with colon cancer, and prevention is over. What is the survival rate, sir, if colon disease is detected in its early stages? Uh, As as we mentioned, uh, our prime goal is to detect colon cancer even before it forms. So in those cases, in majority of cases that we halt the process and remove the polyp, survival is not affected at all. And the good news is even if we detect the colon cancer in earlier stages, the survival is excellent. But if we are dealing with advanced cases, our management is basically damage control. And in those advanced cases, uh, typically survival is not as good. I understand. Now, if someone finds themselves with colorectal cancer, what are some treatment options available to combat the disease? The mainstay of our therapy is surgery. And uh, typically we send patients to surgeon and that affected part of the colon uh, can be removed. And if the disease is extended beyond the colon, usually chemotherapy is uh, something that we consider in those, uh, you know, individuals. Okay. And are there some lifestyle changes we can make to prevent colon disease? I know you mentioned fatty foods and red meats. That's totally right. Uh, As I said, obesity and diabetes, which are now uh, very common issues that uh, we're having, are one of the mainstay of uh, predisposing risks for this disease. So uh, measures to control weight uh, is, is very critical. And in order to do that, have a healthy meal and regular exercise are mainstay of that strategy. And obviously, uh, having plenty of vegetable and fruit in our uh, you know, um, daily routine and our meals are, are critical in reducing the risk of colon cancer. I would definitely suggest avoiding fatty meals and uh, moderation in uh, animal products, particularly the red meat, 
that uh, recently been shown that is one of the main risk factors for many cancers. When you say moderation, uh, two times a week, four times a week for the red meat? Well, there is no exact, uh, you know, data that I can refer to that what does that mean. And people are uh, not uh, ready to give up that uh, use of, you know, animal products altogether. Uh, So I, I cannot give exact number, but I will leave it to their judgment. Okay, moderation in in all things. Um, yeah. What else do we need to know about colorectal cancer cancer and uh, its effects on both the patient and their families? Well, uh, as I said, this is a very common illness and one of the few that we can completely uh, prevail in uh, reducing the numbers or even eradicating if we have a uh, regular and appropriate screening uh, method. So even though it's uh, bad news that this is a common cancer, but the good news is we can do something about it. Got it. It's so important to get those screenings starting at age 50 and above. That's true. That's, talk, that's correct. Talk to your spouse tonight, your sisters, your brothers, whoever you need to talk to, your kids, if they're 50 or older. Get those screenings and uh, make sure... You are not one of the six. One out of six. That's incredible. I had not realized it was that uh, yeah, profound. Yeah. Well, Dr. Farhadi, thank you so much for your time today. It's been very enlightening to have you on the show. My pleasure. To learn more or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness.